0: Welcome to Hope Church. We're about 16 weeks old. We're a brand new church. We're a young church. We're a fun church. We love Jesus, and we love donuts. Come on. That's how you know God loves us this morning, because he made Krispy Kreme. Uh-oh, shout that out. You know, we're we'll start speaking in tongues up in here for some donuts, for some donuts. Hey, we're glad you're here today. We believe that God's going to do something crazy in your life this year. We believe that, because we're crazy, and we believe that God can do anything, and anything he wants to do, he can do. And so we're really, really glad you guys are here today. Uh, man, we were going to finish up our series today called Christmas at Hope. And the song that we were going to do, I'm going to give you two sermons today, if that's okay with you. I'm going to try to be short, okay? Uh, it's hard for me to be short. I want to I preach long and strong and loud and hard, but i got to be a little bit reserved a little bit today because I don't want to pull a muscle, you know what I'm saying? We got our kids to connect um, uh, uh, next week. Uh, Xbox, yeah, Xbox 360 Connect, got a deal and a half. Got that for 140 bucks on Craigslist. You can't really beat that, and that's Santa got that for them, and um, he got a deal and a half. Thank God for deals. Thank God for Craigslist. They didn't have that when I was a kid. We got it now, and so we bought them this thing. And so there's this game on there where you you got to dance. And so I'm walking in the house today, and my daughter's going, and she's just. And I'm like, I don't know if this is good. And then it drops down low, and she's doing this. And I'm like. Hon, I don't know about this. I'm not quite sure if a pastor is supposed to be swinging her bottom like that pastor's kid. But she is. And so, anyways, <clears throat> we got this game. There's a game on there where it's an obstacle course where the thing comes at your head and you got to duck down. And so I started doing that with my daughter yesterday. I'm like, and then jumping up and down. So I woke up today. I'm like, man, my legs are tight. Why are my legs so tight? And I realized it was because I was playing that stupid game. So I got to take a break for a week until I can get sore. But we were going to talk about Emmanuel today. And I'm going to give you that sermon, and then I'm going to jump in right into the sermon that God wants me to give to you, that he wrote on my heart um, to change up for you and I to end this year strong. I hope you make plans to be with this next year, next year, which is next week. Next week is our first ever Hope Church communion. And so we're going to break bread together, and we're going to remember what he's done for us on the cross together as a church family. And we're really, really excited about that. It's our first time ever doing that. And so if that's new to you, come next week, and you'll see exactly what that means. And so the song that we were going to look at today was a song called Emmanuel, and uh, it means God with us. Emmanuel means God with us. And um, I love that song. It says, O oh come, O oh come. It was written a long, long, long time ago. It was one of the first Christmas songs ever. But what happened, what, what happened back then is that the song says, O oh come, oh come, Emmanuel. And that song started off as a chant. Way before music and way before things were, were was a full five-piece band. And they would just chant things like, so they chant, oh, come, oh, come, oh, come. And it was, oh, come, Emmanuel. And Emmanuel means God with us. And I wanted to talk to you today about that. Um, and I'm going to talk about that, but I want to package it a little bit different. I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell them this, we made it. Turn to your neighbor and say, we made it. Find three people around you and say, we made it. We made it. You might have to turn around. It might be awkward for you, but we made it. We made it. We made it. If it sounds familiar to you, it's a Drake song. And so we're gonna. I got a title, a message today called "We Made It." I don't care how bad it was this year. You made it. I don't care if you had the worst economical financial year of your life. You made it. I don't care if you had the worst news of your life this year. If the worst thing possible happened to you this year. If this year was your worst year ever. You made it. You're about to walk into 2016, and I believe that God wants to do some amazing things in your life in 2016. Um, I, I was up last night watching some sermons online. If you ever wonder what pastors do, that's kind of what we do. We watch sermons. It's weird, I know. But it's like if you try to hone your craft, you watch people that are the best. So I was watching this guy speak last night, and, um, and one of the things, that the phrase that he used last night was that God is going to do a new thing in this place. I just believe this year God's going to do some new things. I heard people say, oh, you're, that's theologically incorrect. God can't do anything new. The Bible says that God's mercies are new every single day. So there's one thing that God can do new tomorrow, and that's bring new mercies your way. And so I just believe that God can do something new in your life. We've been reading Luke chapter 2. I'm going to go to that, and then I'm going to remix it back a little bit, and then I'm going to come back to it again. Luke chapter 2. The Bible says this in verse 8. If you don't have a Bible, we want to give you one. If you do have a Bible or an iPad or an iPhone or an i-something, click over to Luke chapter 2. We want to look at this verse, New Living Translation. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and their radiance Of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Do not be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. I want to flip back. They don't have it in the back, back there, but I just want to read you one verse or a couple of verses in Matthew chapter 1. Way before that happened, we're going to go backwards in the Bible. Luke chapter 2, Matthew chapter 1, the Bible says this The angel appeared to Joseph in this text I'm about to read to you. Verse 22, it says this, and all this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Verse 23, look, here's what's going to happen. The virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God knew you and I today would need someone to roll with, and he left us his Holy Spirit so that he would be with us. And if you're a son or daughter of the king today, you're a son or daughter of Jesus, if you know Christ is your personal savior, you are not alone because God is with you and God is with us. We made it. We made it. We had twins uh, August ago, a um, little over last August. And um, whenever we had those twins, it was a scariest day of my life. I talked to you guys about that last week. But one, one day my wife woke up and she said, hey, let's take a trip with all the kids. I said, what do you mean? What do you mean a trip like? You want to drive like five minutes to your mom's house with all four of them? She's like, "No, let's take a road trip." I'm like, "I know we have to take a road to get to your mom's house," and uh, she's like, "No, no, let's let's take them on We're like let's take them where the weather's a little bit colder." I'm like, "Miami? <laughs> um, I don't want to go far, huh? I, going far is a, is a bad idea. We've never done that before. We we, we haven't even we we barely get on i four these guys. Like, how are we going to go on a road trip with them? We don't even know how they're going to do." And I was panicked. Like, I really don't want to, hon. And it's so, like, any good husband, I was like, sure, babe, where do you want to go? You know what they say, happy wife, happy life. And so, I don't, I don't want to be right. I want to be happy. And so, I said, let's go. <clears throat> let's go. And so, she goes, we'll go to Atlanta. I'm like, that can't be too bad. It's only six hours. By yourself. <laughs> Speeding. <laughs> really fast. But I don't do that, because I'm saved, and I don't do bad things. And no, I'm just kidding. I speed a lot. Just pray for me. And uh, so I get in the car with all of them. And you know that phrase that every kid says? Yeah, you know the phrase. Well, man, they didn't have to say that. They didn't have to say that because I was asking that question (laughs) the whole way there. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And that six hours turned into a long 12 hours. How do you double I don't know, but we did. And there was diaper changes. There were smells coming out of the back that should not be had in a minivan. I don't even, as far as I'm concerned, minivans shouldn't even been invented. You know, I was against minivans, but God doesn't love me as much as I thought He did, so He makes me drive a minivan. So I'm driving this minivan, and man, I, and the kids aren't even saying. I'm like, man, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And we got there. It was so awesome. It was so awesome. It took us so long. We got there like it, it. was super, super late. I remember getting there at nighttime. It was dark and got to land. It was. It wasn't even that cold, but we got there, and I'm like, man, we made it. We made it. It was a long, long, long journey. But we made it. We made it. And that was, that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk to you, I want to give you three phrases today that I think may would help you get through this year. And, or maybe that they already did help you already get through this year. And if you have a worship guide, you can open up. There's a notes section in there. You're like, man, this notes section isn't very long. I've only got three things to give you. Here's the first one. He is with us. He is with us. I believe today that God is with us. I believe if you're a son or daughter, the Bible tells that God, everywhere you go, God is there with you. He is with us. You want to know how you made it all this year? He was with you. He is with you. Do you know how you're going to make it next year? It's only going to be one way for you to make it next year. It's only if he is with you. The only way that you can make it in this life is if God is with you. I've said this before. If you have Christ as your Savior, it doesn't promise you a problem-free life, but here's what it does promise you. If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, it promises you you have someone to go through life with. You need someone to go through life with, and it's a person. His name is Jesus. God is with us. You know, I wrote down a couple things about my own life. You know what? Daily, I don't know how to pastor this church. Daily, (laughs) you're like, we know, Wes. I was at our Christmas party a few weeks ago and I hear people saying stuff like, can you believe he says that? <laughs> what about that one time when he said that word? And I'm like, man, I just don't, daily I don't know. But you know what I do know? I know that God is with me. Not only is he with me, but he's with you. God is with you. I, I wake up every day and I realize, man, I do not know how to be a good dad. I don't. I'm, I just don't know how to do that. I'm just not a good dad. But you know how I can do it? I can be a good dad as if, if God's with me. The only time I can do things that are right, the only thing I can say the right things I should say. Um, my son and I were really physical with each other. I'm always slapping him in the mouth or punching him, and we're just we're just abusing each other. He loves he likes to come up behind me and just sucker punch me in the middle of the back. It hurts really bad. I have to be tough about it, but I want to beat that kid up, Gabe. And um, and so we're really really physical with each other. And I'm like, man, their day I was like, I got to stop playing around with him because he doesn't know when I'm being serious. So I, you know, sometimes I gotta punch him, make him lose his breath. For, no, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> it's hard to communicate to him, Lee, that I'm serious. I gotta let him know that I, I'm like son. So the only way for me to do this, for me to grab my arm and say, "Son, look at me," and then I'll try to be serious as I can. He'll be like this, you know, or he'll, if I don't have both hands, I'll just grab one arm. He'll just reach up and want to start playing with my nose. And I'm like, son, I'm trying to be serious. The only way for me to be a good dad, or be a good husband, or be the pastor that God's called me to be is if he is with me, if God is with me, if God is with you. Man, we have said this all along the way. We are a Jesus church. We're not even not, people are like, are you not a denomination? Nope, because that means something. We're just a Jesus church. You know, I, And every answer, I know I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a very good counselor, but my advice seems kind of simple. People come to me all the time and say, hey, man, my marriage. I'm like, yeah, have you tried Jesus yet? I just, parenting is killing me. Have you tried praying yet? Like maybe God didn't give you kids so you could be a good parent. Maybe God gave you kids so you can learn patience. I know I'm trying to learn it. But the only way for you to be good at whatever it is that you want to be good at, the only way for you to be what God's called you to be, is if God is with you. I see so many people that are struggling and going and chasing and going and chasing, and the answer always is if the question is, is Jesus with you, is God with you. The only way for you to make it in this life is if God is with you. You know what? I don't even, I, I, I'm, I struggle sometimes with being a good Christian, which doesn't really exist. You can't really be a good Christian. The Bible says there's none good, none one them. Not. I, I struggle the right, doing the right things saying the right things and going to the right places, but I know this only for me to do what God's called me to do is if God is with. I mean, here's the second thing. If you're writing this now, he is with us. Here's the thing. Not only is he with you, but he was with you. Not only is he with you, but he was with you. Man, like Wes, that seems so simple. I know sometimes the most simplest things are the hardest things for you and I to apply. Aren't they? I've learned this as a, as a husband. If my wife asks me to do something, she's not really asking me. If she says something like, man, you think that light bulb's out? Of course, guys, I'm like, no, I don't see it. <laughs> you know, or I, do you, do you, if my wife says to me, like, hey, do, does trip stink? I'm like, no, I don't smell it. Who wants to change diaper? And it's a chain effect. If I have those twins, I'm going to have them all day tomorrow. Pray for me. Um, if one poops, the other one's pooping right out. It's like, it's like a joke. And I swear, they poop more when Diane's out of town and it's just me. I, I, I mean, it seems like it, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm exaggerating. But it seems like they just, it just comes. But here's what I know. I can't be anything that God's called me to be unless God it was with me. And I want you to know also he was with, he was with you. Not only God is with you, but God was with you. Like, what, do you, what does that mean, Wes? What do, you, what do you mean God was with you? If you made it this year to today, the only way for you to brag about you make it today is the fact that God got you here. God got you here. If you made it today, it's because God helped you make it here today. You know, this journey that we've been on, uh, this, starting this church, I, I, told, I posted this the other day. Like my, the, what I wanted this year for Christmas was to start a church. It is the hardest thing I've ever done. It is the hardest thing. I have people come to me all the time like, man, what's it like to start a church? I'm like, it is stupid. Guys come to me all the time like, hey, I want to start a church. I'm like, I'm not hitting the ball of the park. I'm not batting a 1,000. But people, now, that you, now that I've gotten into it, I have people messing me all the time. Hey, can you give me some pointers? I'm like, don't. <laughs> it's scary. It's stu- I literally, I, the guy said, what do you, what's, your, what do you, what's the best word to describe? I'm like, it's stupid. Like, it is just a bad idea to start a church. But you don't know. And then I had a guy come to me the other day, I already told you guys this, but he said, man, in, in Winter Garden alone, there's been 50 churches starting in the last 10 years, and only five of them are still going. So the chances of our church are, of making it is slim to none. So you might be here. We're going to be here forever. I just feel like God's got his hand on this thing. Every The reason why I know we're going to make it is because I know God was with us all along the way. I know for us, man, we had to... for us we had to raise and I don't really talk a lot about this with the church, but I just feel like it was I want to show you guys God's goodness in in this and so I'm not bragging about anything that we've done, anything that Diana's done, anything that our team has done. We sat out there today at 945 and prayed with a team of people, but we had a team of people help us start this church. I don't ever get all the credit. My wife doesn't get all the credit. We do a lot of work, but you know, there's forty other people that joined this journey with us. And so for us, man, we had to raise hundred thousand dollars to start this church, and by God's grace it came through. It came in slowly. It came in slowly and came in slowly and People have put in big donations and big investments into what we're going to do in Winter Garden because they want to see people do something. They want to see people come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the thing they want to see people do. And so they've chunked in with us. And one of our friends that helped invest in us big came today and is here with us saying, God was with us the whole entire way. He was with us the whole entire way. And I want to say that to you today because I want you to know God's going to be with you the whole entire way. If you got something that God's going to do in your life, he's going to be with you. He was with you. He is with you. He wants to be with you. God is going to do something big in your life, and the only way for it to happen is if you allow him to do it in your life. I hope this year is the year of obedience for our church. I feel like you guys are going to hear things this year that you're going to be like, I'm not sure I want to do that. I hope that you obey those things. God's going to speak some things in some of your life. You're like, man, I can't do that. I hope that you obey those things. God's going to ask you to commit financially. Maybe God's going to ask you to commit your time. Or maybe God's going to ask you to commit your talent, whatever it is that you're good at. And um, I I just hope that you're obedient with that. And the only way for you to come through and follow through is if God is with you. You know, we had to sell our house. And God was with us when we sold our house for $2,000 more than what we were asking for. God was with us. We took all the savings that we had and we put it into a house out here in Winter Garden. But I, you know what I know? That was scary for me to take all that money and to put it into a house. But I know that God was with us the whole entire way. And whatever you're gonna go through, you'll be able to look back and say, God was with us. If God's asking you to do something hard, if you would just trust him, you'll be able to stand back 16 weeks later like we are at this Hope Church and say, God was with us the whole entire way. He will be with you. If he's called you to it, if he's called you to it, he'll equip you to do it. If God has called you to it, he'll equip you to do it. He doesn't say, hey, go out there and try something hard. He calls you to do something, then he equips you to do it. But you know, a lot of you guys, I think sometimes that we're standing here on the edge like this, uh, this edge back here, and God's called you, but we're like, well, God, if you're going to show me what it's going to look like down the road, then I'll take the step. And most Christians spend most of their life with one leg in the air. I just, God, whenever you show me, then that's when we're going to, that's when we're going to do it. I'm going to trust you whenever you show me the next step. God's not going to show you the next step. God may not show you the next step. But you know what I can promise you? When you get down to the end of the road, you'll be able to look back and say, God was with me. Or God was with you. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to start a church. It doesn't make sense. On, can I be honest with you? It doesn't make sense to write a 10% check, to write whatever your, whatever your income is, to take 10% and put it out. It just doesn't make any sense. Because how can 90%? This one doesn't make sense. How can 90%? Go further than 100%. I don't know, but I know when God's in it, it works out. It just doesn't make sense to do a lot of things that God asks us to do. But you know what you can see when you do those things? That God was with you and God was with me. And whatever it is that God's calling you to do, I want you to know that he is with you and he was with you. And here's the third thing. He will be with you. He will be with you. like, man, Wes, you're giving it to us. Super, super simple. He is with you. He was with you and he will be with you. I'm gonna invite my friend Gabe to come up and help me finish out our time together. I, I want to read a couple of verses to you today, and I want to I want to end this thing. I'm doing pretty good when it comes to talking short. Here it is. He will be with you. <clears throat> he will be with you. You're taking notes. He was with you. He is with you, and he will he will be with you. I met Gabe, and we have a whole litany of new people up here today. On electric, um, a few weeks ago, Christian was on bass on this side of the stage. He's with us today, and um, we love him. He's done an awesome job. Jordan was up on bass. He's from a church that we that our church helped start us, helped start them out in Avalon on the other side of town. He plays drums there, and um, that's everybody, right? And then Gabe, um, I met Gabe. Gabe helped Derek start a college and young adult service nine years ago, and. Derek led that for two or three years, and then I, that connected me to Gabe, and um, Gabe brought th- this girl in one day, and he's like, bro, I think I found my wife, and I'm like, there's no way, bro, he's like, no, I, th- I think I've talked her into liking me, I think she's going to marry me, and uh, he introduced me to his, his wife, At that time was his girlfriend, Vanessa, and Vanessa took our pictures for us, our fan pictures, so if you got a, our email yesterday, those pictures were taken by... Vanessa and uh, I love what Vanessa Vanessa wrote a blog about our pictures but one of the things that Vanessa said in there my first few dates with Gabe was to church <laughs> girls guys you want to like her you want her to like you come see if they'll come to church with you and let God work and let the Holy Spirit take over you know you just pray God please, please 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 please, please, please help me <laughs> help her like me God and then you might walk out and you never know married got a kid another one coming maybe <laughs> One kid's scary. Two kids is really scary. Four is stupid. Um, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, I want to validate everything I've said to you today because it, if it doesn't come from God's word. It really doesn't need to be said. I believe this. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, the Bible says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The only way for him to be with you in the past, the only way for him to be with you in the present. The the way for him to be with you in the future is the fact that he always was the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible says in Psalm 90, 90 verse 2, before the mountains were born. Way before the mountains were born, before there was any cracks in the, in the earth, before you gave birth to the earth and to the world, from the beginning to the end, God you are. Re- Revelations 1.8, the Bible says this, I am the Alpha and I am the Omega, I am the beginning and I am the end. I'm the one who is, and who always will be, and who is to come. I am the Almighty One. Matthew chapter 20, verse 8, the Bible says this. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given to you. And be sure of this. Be sure of this. Hope Church, be sure of this. God is with you always, even until the end of the age. God is with you. I wrote down a couple things I want you to write down, or maybe if you don't want to write them down, would you receive these things? I want you to know today that God will be with you. And for some of you guys, that means your breakthrough is coming. Your breakthrough is coming. Some of you guys, you've been at a brick wall, and you feel like you've been there for five years, or maybe some of you guys, you've been there for 10 years, or maybe some of you guys, you've been there for six minutes, but I want you to know that your breakthrough is, is coming, maybe some of you guys, you've been on a back hill slide, and you've been sliding, and sliding, and sliding, and sliding, and I want you to know that your comeback is coming, and not only is it coming, but your comeback is going to be strong, your comeback is going to be strong, Wes, it just, things aren't working out my way, it's okay, but I want you to know, I want to speak this over you today, I want, and it's no good if I speak it over you, unless you open up your hands and you receive, if your hands are on your lap today, everyone put your hands on your lap today, both hands face down, both hands face down, kind of weird, right? That's weird because I've asked you to do something and you're doing it. It's like a cult. <laughs> but well, let me make it more weird. I've learned this strategy. If you're ever in, I'm going to help you out with something. If you're ever in a fight with somebody and you're sitting across them at a table, it's very easy for you to ball those hands up and those fists up. If I can help you with something to help you to release the anger, flip your hands up the other way and put them up. It feels awkward, right? It's hard for you to get mad when your hands are like this. Some of you guys are like, I'm going to try that today with my spouse. <laughs> I promise you, it's hard. When your hands are are balled up on this microphone like mine are, I can get so tense and so tight and I can be ready to go. But if you open up your hands, I want you to know today in that same regard when it comes to getting mad and receiving something, if you don't open up your hands, you'll never receive what God has for you. You'll never receive what God has for you. Some of us are so mad at some people, it's gonna be hard for your comeback to come because your hands are balled up. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be so hard for you to experience financial freedom or physical healing if your hands are balled up and you just want to fight all the time and you're frustrated all the time. Man, I'm speaking to someone today. If you just open up those hands and you flip them moment, you let you your comeback would be so strong. You would begin to breathe in a new air. You begin to breathe in new mercy. You begin to breathe in new grace. You begin to breathe in a new freedom in your life. You begin to experience something new, and God has something new in your life. But you gotta open up your hands. I wrote down this too. Maybe for some of you guys, you're, you're just your depression is kicking your butt. Man, depression is not anything to mess around with. It's real. Maybe you're like, man, your depression. I believe for some of you guys in here to say, I believe that God wants to take that depression for some of you guys today. This year, you're, you're just gonna, it'll be a day where you say I don't need my meds anymore. I'm just gonna release that and God's gonna take over and your, your depression is gonna leave far from you. Some of you guys you have anxiety and the anxiety's eating you up, but I believe that some of you guys in here today, God's about to take that anxiety from you. You're gonna walk around, your shoulders a little bit lifted up this year. Because he wants, and he is, and he will be with you. God's with you, my friend. God is with you. This was having twins was hard. Starting a church was hard. Being married's hard. Having kids is hard. Being a fallen Jesus is hard. Doing the right thing is hard. Losing weight's hard. Gaining weight's easy. Most things in life are hard. Have you noticed that? Have you, have you noticed that? <laughs> it's easy to gain weight, right? Like, it's, it's, it's most things in life are hard. We can, you can tweet that, tape. Most things in life are hard. But with God, all things are possible. Most things in life are hard, guys. So you don't have to walk, that's, that, you know why most people don't want to come to church because they lived a hard life? Like, I, I can't go to church because I lived a hard life. When they come in here, and they've been hearing the wrong message for too long, when they come to a place like this, and they find out, man, I'm here, I am telling you what the world's telling you. Life is hard. I'm saying it seems like I but I know this. There's a secret to life, and it, it's in a person, and his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus, and you want something so much more for your life. Can I say one more thing before my time completely escapes me? God doesn't want anything He doesn't want anything from you. You know what he wants? He has a lot of things for you. God has so much for you. And we most, you know what's sad? Most Christians, they never get that all that God has for them. Wouldn't that be silly? would it be, isn't, it is silly. Isn't it silly to get the gospel, to get the good news, to accept the salvation but never get all the benefits that come with it. My brother-in-law is here today leading with us, and he started like 20 businesses some some time he was young. I think his first business was with Diana. They were selling dogs. These guys are, those They can They can build some businesses. But Diana's parents, it's Derek and Diana, and it's Daniil and Dustin. Their parents are Dave and Donna, and these two bought dogs, Daisy and Duke. And they were breeding these beagles as their first job. He started like 20 businesses. And a long time ago, a long time before I can remember, he, he got this, he's like, hey, I got an American Express card. And he used that American Express card for everything. For everything. Slide the American Express card. We'd go places, he's like, let me buy. I said, dude, why are you always sliding that card? He's like, because I get points. I'm like, I get points too playing basketball. He's like, no, this is different. This, this, these are, you get points. I'm like, what do you do with the points? Because you could cash these points in, and get other things. I'm like, let me get this straight you you just you just slide the credit card. You get points. You pay the bill off every month. You got to pay the bill off every month. Just want to slide that in there. And then you you get all these points. And, and so I, I said, well, what do you do? He goes, I've gotten hotels. You can get you can just trade in. You can get gift cards. You can fly with it. You say, I I just use these points or anything. Wouldn't it be silly? With all the busy what if all the points are just sitting on the credit card he never ever used the points? That'd be stupid, wouldn't it? That'd be dumb. They're like, you have free money on this card. You've got points for things you've already spent money on and paid for, but you never ever cashed in the points. Wouldn't it be silly today to say, Jesus, I want you as my personal savior, but never ever receive all the things that he has for you? That's silly has so much more for you he has so much more for you he has so much more for you all you have to do is open up your hands and receive all that he has for you so we got in the car we made it all the way to Atlanta Georgia wife said let's go hit this place let's go hit this place you parents if you're a veteran you know what happened on the road trip one of them got sick that's so what happens when you go on a road trip to a kid. One gets sick. 12 hours in a car. That's so what's going to happen. One gets sick. So on the way back, you know you know what all comes with being sick. We get back in the car. And the last day, it was only like a four-day trip. It was the longest four days of my life. Thank you, Jesus. It's over. I remember getting in that car. And I probably went faster coming home than I did going there. Because I wanted to be back in my own bed. I like my bed. I like being in my house. And I remember getting home. Thinking Atlanta, we made it. But when I got to Orlando that day, we got our kids packed away and put them in bed. Got in my bed that night, laid in my king size bed, and I looked up and I said, "We made it." <laughs> making it wasn't to Atlanta. <laughs> making it to Orlando, being back, that was making it, and I was so thankful. And I want to ask you today, how are you going to make it? How are you going to make it? There's only one way to make it, and that's through Jesus. I want to invite you to bow your head and close your eyes.